More Questions Than Answers with Julie Panessi, brought to you by the Democracy Fund. I was prepared for nobody to really care about what I was going to do. Then um, I was also prepared for some people maybe to care, but I was, you know, this has exceeded my wildest expectations. So this has gone from, you know, a one man journey to now there's, there's nine of us on the ground now. I'm supporting each other through this trip through the mountains. Last week, I had the pleasure of interviewing someone who was walking along the highway in Canada. I interviewed James Topp, who is a soldier who served in the Canadian Armed Forces for 28 years, and he also worked with the RCMP for a while, and he lost his job uh, due to the vaccine mandates and was struggling for quite a while to figure out what to do. And he was inspired by the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa. And what he decided to do is to walk across Canada to protest the mandates and arrive in Ottawa. And I just want to read you the mission statement from CanadaMarches.ca, which is James Topps's uh, website. And it says, we rise to serve Canadians with honesty, respect and compassion for the purpose of reuniting our people. We do this with the intention of ensuring our government upholds the laws that support Canada's Charter of Rights and Freedoms. I really hope you're going to enjoy this. Yeah, right now I'm in, uh, I'm just passing through the town of Jaffrey, British Columbia, Canada. We're on route to Fernie and uh, um, from there on to Lethbridge, Medicine Hat. And then uh, that's the Trans Canada where we're going to well, follow that all the way to Ottawa. Wow. And like I said, um, I'm doing this as a form of protest um, due to loss of employment based on uh, the, the government mandates that we're both familiar with. And we're also going to, uh, I'm also going there to speak on behalf of people who have lost employment <clears throat> or people who just had to accept this procedure um, because uh, they, they were painted into a corner and there was, no, there was no other option for them besides loss of employment or position or tenure. You lost your job with the RCMP because you objected to the vaccine mandate. What was your main objection? What were you primarily concerned about? Well, I'm concerned about an industry that has a sketchy history. Um, the, um, the issue that I have with it is uh, there are, are uh, no long-term safety studies whatsoever of the product in question. And I'm deliberately using this language because I try to, I'm trying to avoid any labeling, if you understand what I'm saying. Um, so uh, that was my main, that was one of my concerns. My main concern with it, however, is that I don't believe that the government has the authority to tell me how to be healthy, uh, what I need to be, to have to be healthy. So it's, it's, it's a protest of, uh, of, of, of government overreach. You know, it's really, it's, it's really interesting. I've talked to some people who um, were quite happy to take the vaccine for their own reasons, but have refused to use the vaccine passport in any way. And I think they agree with you that this should be a, a decision that's up to the individual that you, you decide with, with yourself, your family, your doctor, but that it's not up to the government and that the government Absolutely. is really overstepping these days. And we're not just seeing it 
with the vaccine mandates and some of the other um, COVID uh, measures. But, you know, we have this Bill 67, this anti-racism bill in the House about how your children are going to be taught. I mean, we're just seeing like this, this kind of inflation um, of government across all sectors of society. And there are very few people who are resisting or challenging or speaking out against it. What, what, what do you think sort of gives you the courage? Is that the right word? The courage, not only to speak out against it, but to do something like this, to walk across Canada in protest of it? Um, I, I'm not really sure. Uh, there was just a confluence of events, I think, that is uh, quite remarkable, honestly. Um, so uh, I have to say that when I was informed of of uh, being placed on leave without pay through uh, the armed force, uh, through the through the RCMP. Um, uh, not long after, I was informed that I would be be uh, released from the Canadian Armed Forces uh, on an item five F, what's called an item five F, which is basically an unwillingness or inability to change a type of behavior, and that type of behavior was my refusal um, to comply with the chief of defense staff order on uh, vaccines, right? <clears throat> so that's two things that happened to me very short order in November. And uh, to be perfectly honest, it was a devastating experience. And um, it was it was a difficult time, very difficult. So uh, I had gotten employment in the civilian sector, uh, still not very uh, happy about the way things were turning out in my life. Um, really wallowing in self-pity and uh, not very happy with uh, with things. And then um, with the Freedom Convoy, or sorry, the Truckers Movement and the Freedom Convoy, um, it really revitalized me and encouraged me in a way that, uh, I, I don't know, I guess that was like a, a source of inspiration for me to, to do, to do, as a serving member, as a veteran, to try to kind of demonstrate to the Canadian people my commitment to the the principles of this of this of this country that we live in. I mean, we're talking about uh, the reinstatement of um, uh, the Charter of uh, Rights and Freedoms that are part of our Constitution. So that's that's I don't know. I guess. It's a it's a demonstration of leadership. It's a demonstration of uh, you know about what what one person can do if you put your mind to it, right? Well, I was going to say this is a big thing. I mean, you've been on the road now for how long? This is day thirty-four. Day thirty-four, and I think you mentioned yeah. to me that you're planning on arriving in Ottawa in June at some point. So this is months out of your life. This is the end of June. Deal. Yeah. This is not right. This is not just. No on a whim someone decides to I mean people drive across drive across Canada and they can't believe how big it is and how long it takes I mean this is you know and you set out through the winter you walked through yeah. the mountains in BC in the winter what was that like um well in around the end of February typically when we started out from Vancouver um you, you know, it's 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 kind of a mild milder time of year in that in that part of Canada. Um, we did run into some weather events uh, that were fortunately, you know, we 
we were able to kind of, uh, how, how do I put it? They kind of happened on our days off. And then, you know, we would start in the morning in the mountains it was a little cooler and we quickly warmed up because we were uh, moving a little bit faster. Right. But we were, we've been really fortunate with the weather. Uh, there was a one section of the highway between um, a provincial park in British Columbia and uh, the town of Princeton, BC that we had to stay out of <clears throat> just because there was a lot of uh, snow on the shoulders and there was just no safe place for us to walk. Mm. And uh, there was a one section coming over the Kootenai Pass that we, um, that we, that we uh, were asked to not walk on due to safety concerns uh, expressed to us by BC Highway Department. So we, uh, we, we did uh, like, there was a couple of sections that we had to cut out, but um, altogether we've been really fortunate with the weather and with the, with the road conditions. And what are the logistics like for you every day? Do you have a, a, a planned number of kilometers, a particular destination that you aim to get to every night? And um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so typically we're up at six, get ready, have some breakfast. Um, we leave at, uh, we try to get going at 8 a.m. I mean, uh, it's a challenge because I'm not in the army anymore. And uh, well, I still am for the time being, but <laughs> it's a challenge uh, just to, you know, because I'm, I'm used to, um, maintaining tight timings and uh, sometimes it's not always possible but we try to we try to take off at 8 a.m every day my my goal is to get between you know 38 to 43 kilometers a day that gives us an average of about 40 kilometers over the entire trip which puts us into ottawa on our target time frame and are you staying, are you, um, where are you staying at night along the route? Um, well, initially we had planned, and that's one of the reasons why we carried these packs is that we had planned on just camping out. And um, it just turns out that there's been overwhelming community support. And we've been able to uh, basically, uh, well, last night we were put up in a motel um, for a couple of nights. <clears throat> Prior to that, folks have been opening their homes to us, uh, complete with, you know, preparing meals, things like that. Like, it's just, I, I can't tell you the, how, like, how, how encouraging it is to have this kind of support. And, and the, the, the main thing about it is that it's completely, it, it just, you know, I can't, I can't describe it. It's just, uh, I didn't really, I was prepared for nobody to really care about what I was going to do. And then um, I was also prepared for some people maybe to care, but I was, you know, this has exceeded my wildest expectations. So this has gone from, you know, a one man journey to now there's, there's nine of us on the ground now. I'm supporting each other through this trip through the mountains. Like Dan behind me, uh, he met me in Vancouver. I've been carrying the flag faithfully now for, uh, you know, the, the over 30 days. 
And um, the fellow holding the camera is Christian. He's also met me in Vancouver on February 20th when I announced my plan to leave. Um, and we all came together, yeah, 30 days ago, and we're, uh, we're tight like a family now, so. Um, it's just amazing. I can see people, you know, honking and waving at you as you're as you're walking along. And yeah, um, do they know what you're doing? Do you think, or they, or do they just see the flag and they? I, I think in this part of BC anyway, there's more people getting awareness of it just because, like, um, it has been 34 days now and more. How do I put it? Like more awareness or yeah more awareness but i kind of envisioned this effect that like it was a ripple effect right like i was going to be a small pebble at the beginning and now there's increasing waves of awareness and that that was our mobile support unit that just passed by you know it looks that, really uh, beautiful you can see the sun just kind of um, burning through the clouds or the mist yeah yeah and this is this is the other part of this trip is that we've been able to well, me personally, anyway, I didn't know what was going to happen from one day to the next, but <laughs> I mean, the view is pretty fantastic. You do a pan. So we're looking at the, you're heading east. So we're looking at the, yeah. the mountains, just um, Rocky Mountains, beginning yeah. of Rocky Mountains. That's yeah. just amazing. Just, uh, just, we just came out of Jaffrey. We're just crossing the, out of, coming out of Jaffrey, the town of Jaffrey in British Columbia. What's it like to spend your days walking? What's what's the physicality of that like? I mean, I know you have a military background, so you're probably used to a certain kind of physicality. But you know, where where does your mind go? Are there physical challenges? What's that like? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's one of trying to stay focused on um, on 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 marching and uh, maintaining situational awareness, so to speak. Because, you know, we are, this is the highway. Um, I do typically march towards traffic because I, I want maximum visibility. Uh, we do have safety vehicles that are, that are working. You know, this is, again, this is another entirely volunteer effort. Folks have uh, decided to take part in this thing and contribute with their vehicles. And we have little flashes on our vehicles with signs. So, um, you know, I, I do need, I have a responsibility to the people I'm walking with to kind of make sure that we're safe. And, uh, but having said that, they also have uh, recognized the need for personal responsibility and common sense in what we're doing here. So, you know, it's head up, eyes up, maintaining situational awareness for eight to 10 hours a day while you're carrying your pack. Um, meanwhile, kind of thinking about what's to come um, when we get to Ottawa, right? Because it's not just, uh, the, the march is just one phase of a, of a plan um, to, try to, to try to do what we can to uh, make sure that, you know, we go back to our foundational principles that, um, that we're calling freedom, right? Well, I thought those were our foundational principles. It feels like all bets are off now, don't you think? Um, it's 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 a it's a <clears throat> a strange time. I don't know how to describe it. I, I on the one hand, 
I, I do get, you know, some negative feedback. I do read through comments. There's, there's a, this kind of, so there's a lot of support, overwhelmingly so. But then again, you hear the R comment like, okay, so what freedom have I lost? Okay. So that is, you know, I think where there's a lot of people who are unaware or I'm not entirely educated on what I'm doing and why. Uh, everybody who just for the reasons that they had for, for going through with the medical procedure in question, um, they don't really see any anything wrong with the situation that we're in. Um, those of us who question things and ask, you know, and objected to certain, uh, the way the government is acting, we see this kind of loss of freedom. So we have this two different kind of realities going on here. <clears throat> yeah, and we, I, I don't know, you'd have to tell me your experience, but I, um, I mean, I met uh, part of the trucker convoy in London when they passed through, and then I went to Ottawa and, you know, hung out with them for a little bit and saw what was happening on the street and, and talked with them. And then you watch what goes on in our house and what our prime minister has to say. And it feels like it's two totally different versions of Canada. It, it feels like yeah. there's no connection between our government and our people or two different groups of people. I, I, I'd be so, we'll have, maybe you have to talk again as you, as your walk moves along. I'd be so curious to hear, you know, as you progress through the different provinces, if you run into different, you know, like different feelings among people. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I'm already experiencing it through, even though we haven't left BC yet, um because it is a it's a long and winding up and down road out of british columbia but just just after leaving you know the lower mainland out of coming out of vancouver heading into the interior into the more rural areas there is i think more um of that you you, you definitely sense that divide right like there was a lot more negativity in and around you know vancouver moving into kind of uh um lack of interest so to speak and then as we approached uh the, the you know the more the interior it seems like there's a lot more awareness of what i'm doing and a lot more support even though i have to say the support throughout even in vancouver has been overwhelmingly positive again but you definitely sense that divide right you sense that kind of two versions of reality yeah yeah you wonder can we be reading the same newspapers or looking at the same evidence or, yeah you know? yeah exactly <laughs> um exactly. I, I won't keep you too long i know you've got you know places to go and things to do but well no that that's fine we got uh um yeah i'm i'm game for talking for longer it's fine what would you what would you want to say to um you know, on, on the crazy assumption that they might be listening, what would you want to say to our government right now? I would say it's time for us to reassess the situation, uh, look at the hard evidence, open the doors again to to expert opinion that is not um, bought and paid for. <laughs> um, <clears throat> have a good hard look at what damage has been done. Um, Personally, I, I remember being in a, in a, a state of quite uh, deep despair 
back uh, late last year. And I thought to myself, um, there's no way that the folks who have enacted and imposed these kind of restrictions and mandates, uh, I, I don't think there's any way they have a sense of the damage that has been done. Mm -hmm. And um, I, that's what I would, that was the first and foremost, something I would like to educate them on with, you know, like, I mean, one of the, with, with, with the, you know, the train, like as uh, the, the fellow holding the camera right now is Christian, just turn the camera on yourself for a sec. Hi, Christian. He's, uh, he's uh, also a former serving member. Um, we both have military training. Uh, it has allowed us to kind of like plan and, and have, we speak a common language in that aspect. And one of the things that we realized was that we've, we've, uh, we have a mission, right? And we have a mission statement. And in that mission, you know, there's a number of tasks that we've identified need to be completed. So to go back to your question, you know, we, as part of our task on this journey eastward is to compile stories or personal accounts, I should say, of folks that have been negatively impacted, you know, who have lost their jobs, who have suffered health effects, so that we can take those. And that would be one of the things I would say to anybody listening from, you know, provincial and federal governments is that, you know, what uh, they, I think they exist in a reality, going back to realities again, and that's quite different from ours because they're shielded from the effects um, in, in, in many different ways. I don't know what do you think. We've, we've been uh, talking about the, you know, the, the vaccine mandates, but the mask mandates here in Ontario, they were lifted uh, on Monday. And oh, it was very, okay. yeah, it was really interesting to see what the pop, how the population would respond to that. Would people keep right. wearing them? Would they not? Uh, I think the last time I was out was Tuesday and still about two thirds, three quarters of the people are wearing masks and not just masks, but maybe double masks or the, uh, what are they, the N95 masks or, you know, um, and it seems to me that like the lifting of the mandates is only half the battle here, isn't it? Or part of the battle because the government has succeeded or the media machine or in combination together has succeeded in changing the population even without the heavy hand of government now, right? They've succeeded in yeah, like creating yeah. so much fear among people that they're gonna keep wearing their masks and keep uh, kowtowing to this fear and keep believing the media even when they don't have to. Yeah, it's, it's like they've imposed a new belief system on, um, on us. That we seem so, so willing to adopt, it, it, so malleable, you know? Yeah, so I just uh, got, I'm just going to uh, take a quick break here. I want to go say, uh, just watch as I, I'm going to say hi to some folks here. Absolutely. <clears throat> hi. Sorry? Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, I know, right? What's your name? Sorry? Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> so people just very keen to just 
shake your hand or say a quick hi along route. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, I think, you know, James, so many people are so grateful for what the truckers did for what you're doing. You know, I joked when the truckers were in Ottawa that people like, you know, the academics or the scientists or whatever, we've been, you know, working on this for months and months and we really had no effect at all. And then the truckers drive some trucks into Ottawa and you get on your on the ground and walk across the country. And, you know, those like very, they're very simple acts, but they, they take a lot of, um, diligence and commitment and courage and I'm sure that, I mean what I feel I kind of have goosebumps just watching you and talking to you and that what I feel is just so grateful that you're willing to do this for so many of us because it's so symbolic I think of what so many of us are feeling like we've just kind of you know we're just kind of adrift at sea and we don't have any idea what our country is about, if we have laws anymore, who Canadians are, if they can be trusted, where we're going in the future. Um, it seems like we're in a real identity crisis. And um, and it's so comforting to see people like you, you know, you're embracing what we thought were Canadian values and, and headed to our capital where the decisions are made. And I'll be yeah. so, yeah, so interested to hear more about what your plan is when you get there. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I never really considered myself so like a people person. And uh, yeah, here I am, I'm meeting all kinds of people. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, you get this kind of, um, so it, it's hard to, it's hard to kind of like, uh, adapt to in a way like I'm getting more and more used to it but um you know that's what you get you know you get this kind of like this sense that people are excited and they're they're encouraged and they're encouraging me in turn and you know what I'm doing is important to them and and it's just it, it's really uh yeah <laughs> And I think I just uh, there's days I wonder how I got here and uh, what you know. Um, I say it's such a good role model for young people who I mean I used to teach at university and uh, you know late like late teens and early twenty year olds are so aimless and unhappy and miserable. Yeah. And yeah. it's so nice, I think, for them to see somebody have a project and stick to it and and meet people and feel good about it. And, you know, I think yeah, and, so and I, I think, you know, for a while I was one of those people, I just kind of not not really having any direction or or, you know, plan. And then, you know, being inspired by what I saw happen in Ottawa in January, um, deciding, deciding to, you know, contribute in some way. And then just having all this stuff happen, like, you know, it's, it's really remarkable. I, I, I've never experienced anything like it. Well, luckily, you have you have a long time in the day to walk and think about these things and sort of internalize it and process it all, don't you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, every day, I'm just like, there's a lot of times every day where I just go, uh, I'm so amazed by it.
It's just amazing. Well, we're, like I said before, I think so many of us are so grateful to you and are going to be following along. Uh, we will link your, can you, can you remind us of the, the, the name of your website? Yeah, it's Canada Marches, one word, dot ca. Yeah. We, um, we got links up on uh, um, the source, like we, it's linked to our social media platforms uh, like uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, I think Rumble or something like that. And I think on your um, website, people can follow along where you are, right? Yeah, totally. On the website, there's actually a GPS live link where you can um, you can click on it. It shows exactly where uh, where I am. And that's a good way for, like, there's days when uh, I want to move faster than others and uh, people want to join in. And unfortunately, you know, we're moving faster than they probably expected. <laughs> but I, I like to, it is good to meet people on the road. Um, it really, it really encourages us and, uh, you know, it makes it, how do I put it, uh, connects us, right? That's another kind of thing that I think is, uh, One of the uh, one of the effects we're trying to achieve with this uh, with this project with this with this journey is you know collect connecting all these different uh, different groups with each other. Yeah, absolutely. We've lost so much of that, haven't we? Connection over the last yeah months years yeah. really really. Well, James, thank you so much. And we just, I mean, I, my thoughts and prayers are with you as you're doing this incredible journey. And I'm a little envious that you get to see our country, you know, on the ground, the whole thing. I think that's really amazing. And I hope that maybe we can check in again in a little bit as you, you know, when you're a little yeah, absolutely. journey. Absolutely. Okay, James, thank you so much. And everybody walking with you, I don't know if you can hear me, but take good care and keep it up. <laughs> okay. I'll pass it on. Bye, everyone. Okay, bye, Julie.